Sports Talk with Craig and John. Wow. One of those pot of gold falling in your laps sort of days. At least if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, you're an NFL fan, Tom Brady fan, Sports Talk host. I mean, I usually you have some topics and you go, ooh, wow. I mean, how many ways can we break this down? Gronk coming out of retirement to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. I mean, I guess my first reaction is, wow, perhaps they're going to win more than the eight and a half games that Caesars set the over-under at. Uh, I, I already thought the Bucks were going to win more. He's been out of the league for a, a year now, but that means he's rested and healthy and giving it another go. And who knows if he'll return to form, but I mean, he's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And he and Brady have a chemistry. So to be Captain Obvious to start our 4 o'clock hour here on Craig and John, an hour after the big news broke. But for our new audience here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com, let me be the first to say, this is awesome news. I like the NFL. I enjoy Gronk. He's a happy ray of sunshine in a lot of our lives. And so does Tom Brady. And uh, this is a great thing for the NFL if the report from Adam Schefter is true. And it's it's not going to take much for the the Bucks to get him. And uh, I do think I'd probably lean more toward I see Gronk having a successful comeback and the Bucks being an even tougher team to beat in the NFC. And this does directly affect teams of people's appetite around here. The Vikings, the Packers, two playoff teams from last year who want to get closer to the Super Bowl. The Bucks are going to budge their way in. I felt that before Gronk, and I certainly feel more that way now. What about you, Craig? Uh, I Anytime Gronk is involved with the coming back, that, that is, that's huge. And if you're a Tampa Bay fan, this just puts another exclamation mark on the possibilities of what you have for it for this season when the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa Bay this year. Um, Gronk is passed. Uh, he's he's done his physical already. We don't know all the details whether he's passed, uh, but he has made it clear. And apparently New England has made it clear that they're willing to go ahead and trade something uh, and Gronk to Tampa Bay. And that, that is, that's huge. That is a huge offensive plus for Tampa Bay. I'm excited about it. Yeah, according to Schefter, the Pats receive a fourth-round draft pick while the Bucks receive a seventh-round pick in the trade Gee. to go along with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are we missing here? Three, three, six, twelve, thirty. Three, three, six, one, two, three, zero. I mean, there are some people who just don't like Tom Brady because there's always going to, there will always be people who do not like the best player on the planet or the best player of all time. And the Tom Brady was not a top ten quarterback this past year, but he also didn't have Gronk. I mean, that that clearly hurt things. Uh, you go and you join uh, Bruce Arians in Tampa with an offense that was already one of the five most explosive offenses in the NFL. I mean, think of it this way. Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards, which isn't as amazing as it was five or ten years ago in this past happy, everything helps the quarterback in the receivers league. But still, he threw for 5,000 yards. The Bucks averaged, I believe, a neighborhood of 30 points a game, and he threw 31 interceptions. He killed a lot of drives just with his stupidity. Tom Brady often does not take as big of risks. In fact, he was one of the biggest and, if you want to call it, worst dink and dunkers this year. 
And that's partly a byproduct of the Patriots not having very many downfield threats at his disposal. Well, you go to the Bucks and you go to Bruce Arians, who loves to play. Uh, if you, if I think the term is, if you, if you can't, something about risk it and biscuit. I know that. I don't know what the. <laughs> if, you, if you can't risk it, there's no biscuit or something like that. Just expect to be Brady uh, to, to be taking more risks with an offensive coordinator and mind who obviously he respected enough to go to Tampa, and that was a big reason why he's there. And then Rob Gronkowski, one of the most potent offensive weapons on the face of the earth in the history of the NFL. And what are we missing? The Bucks are all of a sudden, to me, if, the, if, you didn't, if you didn't call them Super Bowl contender before, I call them that now. But perhaps someone out there thinks that's a knee-jerk reaction for uh, the Bucks and Brady and a team that uh, was, what, 7-9 and nine last year, 5-11, and 11, somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, they're really going to be that much better because of Brady and Gronk um, and certainly Super Bowl contention. I say, uh, yes, of course, it's a new quarterback and it's, it's two of the best offensive players in the history of the game. All of a sudden, some planted on your team. 3-3-6-12-30, your reaction to Gronk out of retirement in a trade with the Patriots to go to the Bucks and join Tom Brady here on Craig and John. Anything else the, you could think of? The biggest question would be his health. I mean, he, he didn't play a full season uh, the last two or three years mm-hmm. of his career. He got hurt a lot. Uh, but yet, what you're giving up to get him, it's cheap. Um, I think it's worth the gamble to get Gronk on your team. And just another another big name for Tampa Bay to help out the locker room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as that one could be kind of interesting. But I, uh, I think with, again, the, the injury factor... It's, it's just like Trent Williams, you know, hasn't played in a while, was injured. Uh, are, are you going to be confident that he's going to be able to give you minutes? I, he's been out a couple of years now, so we'll, uh, we'll see if he can handle 16-game schedule. Yeah, and, you know, we discussed this with Trent Williams yesterday and if the Vikings should trade for him or not. He's $14 million and, um, and hasn't had a full season in the NFL in the last seven years, missed all the last year. But I see guys who didn't play last year as rested guys. What it, it takes different links, links of time to recover from different injuries. But we all know science and medicine the last 20, 25 years, it's a whole different ball game than, say, when Bo Jackson had to retire because of that hip injury of his, when blood couldn't get to his hip uh, back in 1991. The uh, First of all, Tua Tunga... like he hasn't been quiet. I mean, he, he's been active. I mean... Grog? He is the twenty four seven title, the champion, uh, <laughs> yeah. after beating Mojo Raleigh WrestleMania thirty six. So you so did watch a little. No, I just oh. know that's what he did. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not like he's been like me in my in my recliner, you know, eating popcorn and having some brownies and watching uh, right. watching anything on TV. He's in incredible shape, and and even though. That wrestling is, okay, an earmuffs WWE fans and kids. Even though it's fake, it still takes a physical toll on your body. So, I mean, again, science and medicine have changed. To his injury with his hip, not as bad as Bo Jackson's, but even if it was, there's a notion that science has come a long way. Colin Coward pumped this out there today. 20% of cancers compared to almost 30 years ago when Bo Jackson's career was over. 
medicine has advanced to the point where one-fifth of the cancers that we had back then have found cures or ways of, of treatment and elongating life. And so sports injuries. Tommy John surgery used to be a death knell, and now sometimes people, sometimes pitchers come back in better shape with their arms after Tommy John surgery. And you know, Adrian Peterson pretty much blew up the whole thing that if your ACL gets blown up, you're toast for over a year, if not your career. I mean, that's a perfect example of a guy that was without for a year with a horrible injury, came back and had the second best season and was 10 yards away from the best rushing season in the history of the NFL. So I don't get spooked by guys missing a year when they're only 30, 31, 32 years old and both Gronk and Trent Williams fall into that category. Two different guys, two different injuries, but uh, you mentioned it, Craig, the haul you have to give up, which is virtually nothing for Gronk. For Gronk. Um, I mean, it's a fourth-round pick isn't nothing, but probably worth the risk, probably worth the roll of a dice, again, for a guy, as you've said, visibly has at least, um, you know, been, been doing things with his body and therefore is probably recovered well enough. I mean, it's a guy who's had a lot of concussion issues. We all know that. And that is part of the reason why he just wanted to he wanted to take some time off slash retire, and uh, he's obviously in the right situation in the right frame of mind, and I'm sure we'll hear more about it and from him in the coming days why he's getting back in it. But we all know he's a, he's a relatively young man, and it's going to be worth the risk for him right now, the same way it is uh, worth the risk for the Bucks to take him. Three three six twelve thirty. Anything else on the Gronk to uh, Tampa Bay? Report that came out before our show here today on Craig and John. Again, to me, this just moves the Bucks closer to the Super Bowl conversation and makes the NFC, which was already kind of loaded, uh, an even tougher place to to play. The Vikings are in that mix, but it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe with the obviously the champs, the Niners, who are who are the Vikings on steroids. The Vikings are the Niners' light. They're a team that loves to run the ball and protect the defense that way. Uh, not a dynamic passing game, but one that likes to curtail mistakes. They're, they're, they, they were a couple minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. Now the Saints are, were everybody's favorite before the playoffs started. And, of course, the Vikings knocked them out. But the Saints are there. The Eagles and Carson Wentz, every year you're kind of like, well, if they have all their bleep together, if they're healthy, uh, if they draft a, a, good, a, a wide receiver to help out Carson Wentz on Thursday in the first round, you already have Dallas Goddard and, and, and uh, Zach Entz, the tight ends. Look out Philly. Look out, uh, I mean, the Falcons, again, another team if they get their bleep together. The Packers were the number two seed. So it just makes the house a little bit more crowded for the Vikings. This one guy, this one guy, Rob Gronkowski, today, just a little bit more crowded. And the Vikings have to go to Tampa in a game that we could uh, not safely assume, but perhaps uh, consider to be a, a primetime game at some point this year. Probably a loss for the Vikings, Craig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah, a little I, too far there. Uh, well, I want to see. I mean, Tampa Bay certainly uh, is going to take them some time, I think. I could see this as a team that gets a lot more dangerous as the season rolls on uh, because, you know, new coach, new players, quarterback. Um, I, I still think they will be dangerous. I think a lot of people have them making the playoffs. Uh, but they have a tough schedule, too, because yeah. Tampa Bay, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, they have the Vikings, and they'll play Green Bay. Yep. And they'll play Detroit. And yeah, they'll play Chicago, too. So they got the NFC North, as well as, uh, you know, New Orleans, yeah. Atlanta. 
Yeah. It's a tough schedule. Panthers with Teddy and Christian McCaffrey. That doesn't seem too tough right now, but we'll see. Uh, but with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback, that's probably going to be an offense so long as it can move the chains that, that will have a lot of time of possession and keep a lot of games close. So, yeah, it's as tough for Tampa as it is for everybody else. Uh, so... Gronk moves other topics that were at our, on our front burner to the back, but that's about it for now, unless 336-1230, 336-1230, we're missing anything on this Gronk to Tampa other than it's a great deal for the Bucks. it's great news for the NFL that Gronk gets back in there, and it makes them even more of a must-watch team, if not a Super Bowl contender. Now, back to the Minnesota Vikings, and what we, uh, uh, no, another draft angle we were going to come at you with today and that is a name that I think a lot of Vikings fans want to see in purple because it's already been in purple. Antoine Winfield Jr., All-American, twice at Minnesota and part of the greatest season in Gophers history in most people's lives, unless you were conscious for that, ni- that great 1960 national title. And at the same time... Would he, would, would, he, would it be a big hit for the Vikings? First of all, I'd rather have him than Anthony Harris. You want to have Antoine Winfield Jr. on a rookie contract as opposed to Anthony Harris, who has definitely worked his way up and is, is now franchise tagged at just under $12 million. Um, I, I'll take Antoine Winfield Jr., who I think we can all surmise, and from everything I've read about the guy, is pro-ready because his dad was a pro. I mean, he's had his dad help him train. They're working out together right now during these coronavirus times. And the tricks of the trade and the natural genes, and he seems like a kid who has work ethic, so he has it all. The genes, the work ethic, and he's proved it at the Big Ten level in college. It's a great idea for the Vikings, Craig, and it's a better idea at safety to me than Anthony Harris. But if Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to go in the first round, as Mike Zimmer said when commenting about Anthony Harris at the Combine, Safety is not the most important position on the field. The Vikings certainly have bigger needs than safety. But if Antoine Winfield is on the board, you're a Vikings fan in that first round. You take Antoine Winfield Jr.? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I always love it. Minnesotans think that just because somebody played in Minnesota that that's the best person uh, they have to have as a, as a Viking. Uh, I love it. Gopher fans uh, drinking the gopher milk uh, on this one. Don't get me wrong, Winfield is a fine player. I think he's small. Um, we've heard others say that he is not a great coverage safety. Um, he's a guy that just reacts to, to balls that are thrown in the air um, instead of on coverages. But uh, it, I'm not picking Antoine Winfield early. Uh, maybe later in the rounds I would, but the first two rounds, no way. I'm going after Antoine Winfield Jr. Wow, that is not what former Viking... With no ties to the University of Minnesota, Nate Burleson said on Good Morning Football today on the NFL Network exactly the opposite of what you just said. Antoine Winfield Jr. out of University of Minnesota. Listen, he was a star. I mean, he, he was a, a cornerback slash safety. He'll come up and hit you. He'll defend the ball, PBUs, interceptions. Uh, he did a little bit of everything. He, he's willing to play special teams if the team is getting better because he is doing the little things. He'll do that for you. Um, and when it comes to where he would go, how about the Minnesota Vikings? I know you're saying, well, 
Well, Nate, listen, man. They, they got rid of Stephon Diggs, so they probably would go get a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I get it. They got that 22nd pick from the Buffalo Bills in that trade, but they also have the 25th pick, I believe. So even if they go get a wide receiver, they can get a cornerback in Antoine Winfield that can carry on the legacy that his father left. He played six years there. And when I tell you that his father is one of the most underrated cornerbacks of all time, just check the tape. Hmm. And his son might be even better. He ran well. He is an absolute pro. He understands the game. He's been around it a long time. And not to mention, the Minnesota Vikings, they released Xavier Rhodes. So there might be a spot that needs to be filled on a young cornerback that you get late in the first round. You're not paying a ton of money. A dude that can play a long time and be a threat at many levels. All right, Nate Burleson, NFL Network. He's all in on Antoine Winfield Jr. as a Viking. By the way, NFL.com projects Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second round. The Star Tribune writes in their profile of Antoine Winfield Jr. He'll be a first or second round pick. So Nate says if you're the Vikings and you're late in the first round, it might be a good pick. Here's how I feel. Well, I agree with you, Craig, that their needs are greater. They need a cornerback. Antoine Winfield Jr. is not a cornerback. I stick to them needing a wide receiver worse than they need a left tackle. They should go trade for Trent Williams in in Washington. I know that will cost them, and uh, there's ways to clear out cap space for that, including finding a way to unload either Riley Reef or Anthony Harris. Uh, and I think it'd be worth it, and worth it more than a first-round left tackle. But either way, both you and I agree that the needs are greater than safety in the Vikings' first two picks. I will also say this, that Jim Suhan had a really good historical perspective on past Vikings drafts in the Sunday Minneapolis Star Tribune. Teams tend to fall in love with need. There's two instances where the Minnesota Vikings did not need a particular position in a draft. And they went after that position anyway because it was a generational talent. 98 with Randy Moss, they were not starved for wide receivers. They had uh, Chris Carter at the time, and they also had, who was it? Um, Jake Reed. Thank you, Jake Reed. But Randy Moss was, they couldn't resist it. Denny Green, he slipped all the way to the, to the early 20s, and everybody knew he was a potential generational talent, but didn't want to take in the baggage. The Vikings did, and instantly he was a star. That was when the Vikings decided, we don't care what we need, we need to get this guy. Same thing with Adrian Peterson. Chester Taylor was the most productive Vikings offensive player of 2006 in Brad Childress's first year. They had a running back, but they could not pass on Adrian Peterson at number seven. Turned out all right for both Adrian Peterson and the Vikings. Nobody says that was a mistake. And then one year, the Vikings did desperately need a quarterback, and his name was Christian Ponder at number 12. And that was a reach. And it was a major mistake, and it set the Vikings back, and it cost Leslie Frazier his only opportunity he'll ever have as a head coach. Somehow, some way, Rick Spielman keeps his job and has made several decent picks since then. But that's Jim Suan's point, is just because you don't need somebody, if you have a talent you feel is going to be a surefire bet for years to come, especially he's going to be on a rookie contract, of course, then you take him. So if Rick Spielman and the Vikings brass and Mike Zimmer put their heads together and think that Antoine Winfield Jr. is irresistible at 22 or 25 and hasn't been taken, then you take him instead of one of those other two higher positions of need. Convinced? Well, uh, no. Uh, the <laughs> other argument, well, if 
if since Antoine Winfield had a great father who played in the uh, NFL, mm-hmm. I would assume the Vikings are going to go after Thaddeus Moss, uh, who is the son of Randy Moss, because then Thaddeus Moss has got to be a heck of an NFL player, too. Well, if you're going to go with that route. Well, some people believe that's the case. Uh, Michael Rand wrote a column about all of this. Uh, tight end, though. The other day. <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's the problem. The Vikings are full of tight ends, unless yeah. you want to get rid of yeah. a, uh, Kyle Rudolph and go after Thaddeus Moss, which would yeah. be kind of a dumb idea. Uh, uh, well, I mean, Thaddeus would be a lot less expensive, and Rudolph's been the talk of a possible departure from the Vikings because he's a bit expensive the last couple of uh, off-seasons. Um, I mean, I, again, I'm all for I'm all for c- compelling and interesting, and you know, at times chaos. I'm all for OBJ. I'm all I'm all for Trent Williams. I'd be that's all for Thaddeus I Moss. That'd for, be fun. That's why I think for my head, yeah, instead of my heart. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking with my sports talk hosting, uh, <laughs> with with what people would uh, tune in for and enjoy talking about. But uh, but no, your, your your sensibilities are are okay on on this one. Although, again, if they select Antoine Winfield Jr. in the first round, the Vikings, I don't expect them to. I haven't seen one draft that has said they would. I'm not going to make that noise you just made, though. I'd go crazy. Okay. I would go crazy. Had he not played for the Gophers, we probably wouldn't be talking about this. That's true. Uh, if if now he's he's number three of all the safeties, mm-hmm. but but the Vikings. I mean, he's five nine. I mean, I, I, he's too yeah. small for me. I want a, I want a bigger safety okay. to go up against these wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's more for safeties to do than cover receivers, but that's a big part of the job. So uh, he he apparently can do it all in space. And, uh, again, I'd rather have him than Anthony Harris, but probably not as a first-round pick. Yep, and he had some injury problems his uh, sophomore and junior year. But, again, as a senior, he was pretty good in the Big Ten. we got to go to break, and we'll talk Chiefs draft with Bob Fesco. But I'll just keep saying that because you mentioned injury concerns, which are always a part of any story, whether it's the draft or a trade or free agency. I get it. We just did this with Gronk, and we've done this with Trent Williams. He's a football player. Most football players, by the time they get to the draft, and certainly when they get to be 30 years old, they've been injured. It's a contact sport. They take time off, and a lot of them recover and do incredible things. And um, he, he did miss the end of his last two seasons in college, each of them. So it is a part of the story. Sports Talk with Craig and John. We'll move on to the Chiefs who, you know, every team has some needs. And certainly it's more about needs down the road when the Chiefs aren't going to be able to afford all of their weapons. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, uh, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you have to pay him. But when? Do it right now. Reward him for the Super Bowl. Wait a year. Is that going to hurt your cause? Uh, there's some big decisions the Chiefs have to make before and, and during this draft weekend. And our buddy Bob Fesco with us next here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Can't hear the show on the radio? No problem. We're always live at KWSN.com and on the free, easy-to-download KWSN mobile app. 